0: You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show.
1: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. And today I'm so excited uh, because our guest today is just amazing. And if you have never heard of her, I don't know where you've been, but don't worry. The goodness is you're gonna hear about her today. You're gonna get to know her. You're gonna fall in love with her. And um, she is a friend of mine. That to be honest, we've never met in person, but we met on LinkedIn. This is why I love LinkedIn, and we just build a great relationship on LinkedIn. And She's fantastic. Uh, Maya Grossman is joining us with uh, joining us today. She is the VP of marketing at Canvas. She's also the best-selling author of the book called Invaluable which she gives some invaluable career advice and I'm so excited to have you here. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be here and I just realized we actually never met but it feels like we've been friends forever.
1: Yeah you know it's it's one of those things that's weird. I was telling my wife that some of the people that I have the best relationships with are now people I've met through LinkedIn and that I've never met in person. And now that like things are opening up a little bit and we've been traveling more, it's so great going to cities that we've been to New York, going to San Diego and just meeting people that like I've met on LinkedIn, like meeting them in person. And like the most awkward Maya is like, like how do you say hello? because you feel like you know them so well but when you're in person you're like oh crap we really never met yeah so and you want to
2: go for that hug but you're not sure yeah, yeah i know i'm a
1: hugger at heart too and it's like also with covid because you just don't know like ah, like, uh, yeah it just gets super awkward for like 10 seconds and then it's all good um
2: well when are you in san francisco <laughs> you
1: know i need to go to san francisco i the, i've only been to san francisco once and it was for a tony robbins workshop um but I need to go because uh, my cousin uh, lives like an hour or, or like 40 minutes away, like in the suburbs. And she's like, you need to come. You need to come. So if I go, I will let you know. And we got to meet in person and we got to have the awkward 10 seconds. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So let's get started. Um, Maya, you know, tell me a little bit more. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, all the amazing things that you've accomplished in your career so far. And what are you up to now?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, So I've been a marketer for a little over 15 years. It's what I really, really love doing. Although I actually didn't start my career in in marketing, I was a travel agent for almost seven years. Long story, but one day I realized I I actually wanna do something different. Um, And I was doing my bachelor's at the time, focusing on finance and marketing, really hated finance, fell in love with marketing and figured, okay, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my career. And I had to figure it out. I had no experience. I didn't know anyone who was working in marketing. So I literally just Googled it. Like, what does a marketer do? And at the time, this is how old I am, uh, there weren't a lot of options. But one of the things was um, you can be a social media manager. It was the first years of Facebook and Twitter. And it just seemed so interesting. So I started reading about it. I started teaching myself how to use it. And I went to my employer at the travel agency and said, hey, this Facebook thing is going to be big. Can I do this on my spare time? Can I like open a page for the agency? I might be able to drive some business. And they said, sure. Like they had no idea what I was talking about, but they wanted to give me an opportunity. And six months later, we had a successful Facebook page. We were getting a lot of attention. And I actually had enough experience to go out and look for a full-time role doing marketing. And that's kind of how I got into this world and continued to move throughout my career from one discipline in marketing to another. I followed my curiosity. So I didn't have like a straight line in terms of career path. I went from social media to digital marketing to product marketing, did some demand in the middle um, and actually ended up doing some executive roles leading marketing for fast growing startups, uh, which is where I am right now. Uh, As you mentioned, I'm leading marketing at a startup called Canvas. And what we're trying to do is really help companies hire more diverse teams, meaning we wanna create more opportunities for uh, job seekers who maybe come from underrepresented backgrounds or didn't have the opportunities that other people have. And we do that matching and make sure that they have great opportunities.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think the platform is super amazing. And I think what you guys are doing is just building this bridge. And, um, and I think that's incredible. I, I was like a year ago, I was really thinking about this. Um, how can companies, or how can we get more students working with, you know, t- like more diverse candidates, more students, which is what I focus on, right? Like minority first generation um, inter- international students. I um, mean, there's obviously a lot more, but this is the ones who I, I primarily focus on. Uh, working at these top companies, specifically top tech companies. Um, and, and I realized like when the more research I, about this topic, I realized that there's this two big problems. And one comes from the company side and then one comes from the students. Like one, the companies, the way that they've traditionally re, uh, go and recruit st- students out of college is companies have a set uh, 10, 15 companies where they put their research to- towards, but then there's 4,000 different universities. And As they hire from the same universities year after year, it becomes harder for them to hire from others because their alumni base is so strong and people wanna hire people that they know and trust. And like, well, if we hire from that university before, they've been great, why do we need to change it? And then also you have limited resources and you can't go and attend a hundred different career fairs all across the country, right? And so it becomes challenging for the companies to recruit diverse candidates. On the other side, you have diverse candidates that are all over the United States, right? And they don't know how to gain the visibility from those companies because if all they're doing is applying online, like just go to the company's website and applying, they're getting, they're, they're getting lost and, because they're one of thousands of 10,000s of people applying. And so they lack this visibility piece. So you have companies that are not casting their net wide enough. And then you have minority students Uh, diverse students and diverse candidates that don't know even how to like tell the company hey like I'm here like hire me and it's like how do you cross that and obviously like I'm starting this Mastering college to career business and I'm like how can I help how can I do my part and I decided to just say okay let me work with the students let me coach them let me show them let them let me help them gain that visibility show them how to communicate with these companies as someone that was in a fortune 50 company that was involved in campus recruitment that understands their struggle to find top talent and say, look, we're here and we can be top talent even though we, we look different or we act different or we come from different backgrounds. And I love that Canvas is actually building that bridge, like right? it's doing it from both sides. Like you are bringing the companies to the, to the table and then you're also saying, hey students, like we're giving you the platform to say we're here, we exist.
2: I know. And I love what you just said. It's one of the things we talk about internally a lot where talent is equally distributed. Opportunity is not. Yeah. And I think for too long, companies were talking the talk of, yes, we need to hire more diverse teams. We need to have representation within our company of all the different people that, that we're actually serving with our product and our service. But to your point, yes, There are a lot of processes that historically made it almost impossible. But two interesting things are happening first and foremost with everything that happened in the last year with moving uh, to remote work in a lot of different places. I think a lot of companies realized, you know what? Location isn't actually the most important thing. And that really opened up an opportunity to start recruiting everywhere. So you don't really just have to focus on people in a specific city, you can really broaden your search. But then it brought the question to your point before, well, but we're used to going to these really specific universities, but if you don't need additional people, if you don't actually need to attend career fairs, if you can do everything digitally and online, then nothing is stopping you from looking into more uh, universities. Nothing is stopping you for looking for talent in places that other people are not looking, it's actually becoming a competitive advantage because there's so much competition on those you know, 10 to 15 universities and talent is everywhere. So it's just about going places where other people are not going. And I think it's something we've seen happening in the past year more and more. And it's one of the things that we're supporting through our platform. We, we have people from pretty much every uh, university you can think of across the country. And we're giving companies really easy access to reach out to those candidates. And we're allowing people to show up, uh, students and uh, even people later in their career, to show up for who they really are and and stand up for what they believe in and say what their values are and where they're coming from uh, and even share their ethnicity or gender because that actually allows companies to make smarter decisions
1: yeah that's that's so amazing um i want to learn and talk a little bit more about you too right and talk about like what decided so what made you decide to want to you know work for canvas because i know when we had talked about this like on a a, a personal call like you were just so excited about this opportunity which is kind of like a great fit and and, and coming from you, like, I was like, this is awesome. Like, like it's super, like, this is like a win, 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 win. Like, we're all going to win with having Maya work at Canvas.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a really um, unique, I want to say, serendipitous opportunity where all the different aspects of my life came together. So I've been doing marketing for years. I love it. But in the last couple of years, I also spent time on career development. I even ended up writing a book about it, basically summarizing, you know, everything that helped me go from an IC to a VP in in 15 years, and how other people can actually do that if they want to build their career. And in that process, I got to engage with so many job seekers and I realized how broken recruiting was. And I was also sharing content on LinkedIn and the CEO of the company actually reached out and said, hey, you know, we really like what you're doing maybe there's an opportunity for us to collaborate and work together. And it was perfect. I'm gonna get paid to do the two things I love most in, in life. So it was a, a no brainer.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so I talk about when I'm, when I'm, one of my career coaching principles is like, we're all a million dollar business. Like personally, like we are a million dollar brand. And I want all of my students to treat themselves like a million dollar brand, right? And so one of the things like I wanted to talk to you about when that time where you started in a travel agency and you're, and you saw an opportunity in Facebook, right. And how did that, like, why did you determine say, okay, you know what? Facebook is a platform, not very, like, it's not as popular, you know, amongst, there's a big opportunity there. Like, what was your train of thought? Uh, and how do you look at new platforms like TikTok or like, or when Clubhouse came into play, or even LinkedIn that's still kind of in its early stages of acqu- like a number of users compared to you, like you think about Instagram and Facebook?
2: Yeah, um, I would say at that point in my career, there wasn't much else around. And I just thought the concept of social media made perfect sense. So I just wanted to play around with whatever was available today. Thinking as a marketer, um, you want to find a good fit between the channel you're using and the audience that you're trying to attract. It's not just about, you know, we need to be everywhere or the new hottest uh, platform. It's about how am I going to reach the right audience? And for every company, for every industry, for every target audience, that might actually look different. Um, for example, with Canvas, most of the people that we're attracting on the business side are probably on LinkedIn from the candidate perspective, we can use LinkedIn to an extent, but we can probably see more success with TikTok. So it's really about connecting the dots and understanding where your audience is.
1: Is there an advantage to being an early adopter to a platform?
2: Sometimes, uh, if it's you know successful and actually growing quickly, um, I would say, if you look at LinkedIn and how personal content content is, Uh, doing so well there it's been doing well for probably two and a half years now but there's still opportunity if you join now you can still build that following you can still get engagement i don't know if you will be able to do it in three years
1: one of the things i I, you are just so great at your content on linkedin and you've gained a really great following on linkedin um which i think you know like i i don't know if this is the right equivalent but like a hundred thousand uh Followers on LinkedIn, I think it's like the equivalent of a million on Instagram, at least like in terms of reach and influence. Am I even wrong to say that? Like, I mean, you're an expert in this, not definitely not me. This is just my opinion.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting with LinkedIn and how the algorithm works. Um, you know, you can have posts that reach ten thousand people, and you can have posts that reach half a million people. Um, And I think that's the biggest difference than other platforms, just the way that the algorithm works. You can get a lot of, I would call it free exposure or organic exposure just by writing great content. Uh, You can't do that anymore on Facebook. And I think it's getting harder and harder to do on Instagram. The equivalent would be TikTok. You don't need to have a ton of followers, but if you create great content, it can actually go viral and and hit a lot of people. And that's actually something I would consider in choosing a platform. Because if you just need to work really hard for month and month and month to get just a couple of followers, because uh, the platform or the algorithm doesn't actually share uh, with a broader audience beyond your followers, probably not the best investment. And if you can find that organic reach, if you figure out how to the system or just use the algorithm, uh, you can reach a lot of people just by creating really, really good content.
1: Yeah. Do you think that there is an opportunity for students that are listening to this podcast to go and, you know, download the Canvas app or even go on the, web, uh, the website itself and use that platform to get in front of decision makers and, or recruiters um, because of the ability to get visibility in, in, with them?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the whole point. We're we're building something, you know, we could have just had a tool and sold it to businesses, but we wanted to make sure that we are bringing both candidates and companies together. So I definitely think there's a huge advantage there. One, um, you're gonna have more than just a resume. We have different questionnaires that you can fill up that are just gonna give companies better visibility into what you're looking for. And it will actually allow you to connect with companies who want exactly what you want, who have the same values and the same culture and are looking for what makes you unique. And we have a really great um, engagement on the platform. So recruiters can actually reach out to you directly via messaging and you can have a conversation with them. And we've seen really good traction with that. Um, We also have communities. So if you're part of a community, let's say for Google, then you can continuously learn about what they're doing, what they're looking for. And even there, you can directly engage with not only the recruiters, but other people from the company, just to learn more about them. So I think it's pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. I think I even skipped like asking you more. Can you tell us a little bit more what the platform is? What is the goal of the platform? How does it help candidates that are looking to get into jobs, uh, get jobs?
2: Yeah. So as I mentioned before, we we've noticed that recruiting was broken. We've noticed that companies were looking for the same signals and for the same universities to to find candidates. And our founder, Ben, he just just thought there's a better way. And he wanted to help create more opportunities for everyone. So we try to figure out, okay, how can we help candidates better represent themselves, meaning show up for who they are fully, be proud of that, Um, and then just match them with companies who care about that, who want to hire more diverse teams. Because here's the thing, diversity is not new. This is a problem we've been talking about, especially in the tech world for years. Around 2013, that was the first time that companies started sharing their diversity reports, and that made them a little bit more accountable, but we've seen little progress. And You know, there are two different approaches here. You can say, I want to be data blind, meaning I'm just not going to look at who's applying and I'm going to choose them. But if you're looking in the same places, that's not like you're going to hire the same people. You're just not going to look at them, which doesn't make sense. And that has been the solution for the tech world for a really long time. And we're saying we want to have a data brave approach. We want to make sure that companies identify who is not represented in their teams right now and actually look for them but in order to find them we need candidates to stand up for who they are and say hey you know i'm a woman or um i come from underrepresented background or i you know come from this university that's not necessarily a top 10 university but by doing that they're actually allowing companies to choose them and to pay more attention to who's apl- to who's applying because they're not just ignoring it they are being very intentional about who they're looking to hire. And I wanna make a distinction here. This is not about affirmative action. This is not about compromising on who you hire. You will still hire top talent. You will just make an effort to find that talent outside of that, like your regular comfort zone in your little box that you've been doing for years. And that's pretty much what we're facilitating on our, on our platform.
1: And how can someone listening to this podcast get into the platform or get involved in the platform? Like, like, is there, what what is the best route to do so?
2: Yeah, it's absolutely free canvas.com. You can just sign up uh, and create your own account and very quickly see who's hiring on the platform, get access to different jobs, join communities. You can pretty much do everything on the platform for free.
1: Awesome. Maya, you, put some amazing LinkedIn content advice. Um, But if you can go back to give yourself some advice, uh, if you're just recently graduated from college, um, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your younger self?
2: Oh, wow. Um, First and foremost, you are not your job. For years and years and years, I tied my ID to what I was doing, to my title, to the job, to the company I was working with. And it's just not the right thing to do. We are so much more than our job. And it created, you know, challenges. Like if I didn't do well at work, then I would think, you know, something is wrong with me and and I'm not the best person. And while it's okay to, you know, think about your um, failures, you also wanna think about growth. So it was just not a good process. And once I was able to stop thinking about my job as the only thing that defines me, it actually gave me more confidence and allowed me to do better at my job. I would probably say to my younger self um, that I need to spend more time networking and talking to people. So the first probably decade in my career, I thought networking was bullshit, basically. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't need to talk to people. It's a waste of time. I need to do work, 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 work. This is what I need to do. And if I will work the hardest, then I will get the the farthest. But that's actually not true because the workforce, it's full of different people. Especially if you wanna move up the ladder, you need to have a network. You need to have people around you because the majority of the work that you'll be doing will be cross-functional. So you want to have those relationships. You want to learn how to work with people, how to negotiate, and to build those um, skills, you actually need to talk to people. So those are two things that I will tell myself and invest more time in.
1: Love it. Maya, I know you have an amazing book. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your book and where can they find it?
2: Yeah, thank you. So the book is called Invaluable, Master the 10 Skills You Need to Skyrocket Your Career. And in the book, I highlight 10 different skills that you can develop. And I explain exactly how to develop them step-by-step. Step, and I share some examples from my career so that anyone can really advance in their career and just find the career of their dreams. And I think too often, we think our career depends on other people, right? So If the company would want to give it to me, if my boss could actually see what I was doing and the approach I take in the book is a little bit different. You can take ownership of your career. You can set up goals and a path and you can actually achieve that and continuously grow and achieve your goals. So uh, you can just go to mayagrossman.com to learn more about the book and get a few free resources um, or just connect with me on LinkedIn.
1: Love it. So for all of you listening, what I want to do is in the show notes um, and also you're going to be able to see uh, the Canvas website so you can go and register. It's an absolutely free platform. I'm also going to put Maya's website so you can learn about the book and download the free resources and add Maya's LinkedIn because you need to start following her content because she gives amazing content. So Maya, I'm so thankful for you. You know that I am such a big fan and anything that I can do to support you and help uh, anyway, Please let me know. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
2: Thank you for having me. And likewise, I can't wait to meet you in person.
1: Same, same, same. I'm going to San Francisco right now, Just Let you know. I'm just kidding. All right, Maya, thank you so much. And for everybody listening, you catch you guys on the next episode.
0: You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.